Today, Jake Ibarra releases his debut album. It's titled Something in the Water. At age 25, Jake proves to be an accomplished songwriter and a gifted performer. We spoke to Jake to find out how he's feeling about releasing his first album. She came home from Oklahoma What was like the late November The trees all look like scarecrows in the spring I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling really good about it. And it's doing well on, on radio so far. And I'm excited about seeing how how people like it. So, Right. Yeah. So it's your first album. You had a little EP before that. So um, it's called uh, Standing Something in the Water, rather. I can't read my own writing. Yeah, no worries. Uh, and... Something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. So, so when did it start coming together as an album for you? I, I assume it started with a bunch of songs laying around somewhere. Uh, it did. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely uh a case of having these songs for a, a year a couple years uh, i didn't really write for the project i just had these songs i knew i wanted them to be on an album yep. and uh you know picked the 10 kind of from i don't know 20 25 demos and then just kind of picked from there and um was happy with how it turned out yeah yeah so you recorded it in nashville right with a producer named william golly so yep will uh, golly yeah he's fantastic Tell me how, how he contributed to the process. Oh yeah. I mean, he was, um, I, I, I had a sound in my head to a degree. Like I generally knew what I wanted things to sound like, but I, I never could have imagined how it ended up sounding. And that was, that was Will, um, and the guys that played on the record and just kind of bring it to life. And, you know, they're my songs or my lyrics and melodies, but having those guys working on it, I mean, brought it to life and uh it would not have sounded as good as it sounds without them right right so what kind oh. of sounds did you have in your head going into that oh going into it honestly i heard fiddle and there's no fiddle on the record right, right. and i'm happy with it you know i'm super happy that there's no fiddle on the record you know and i, I heard dobro and there's a little bit on there but um i'm i'm just i'm happy that we went in the direction we did because i think it would have ended up sounding good it would have sounded okay but um i don't think it would have sounded like it does um, gotcha yeah. 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 So from what I've read, you you kind of were into baseball quite a bit, and then something happened, and that you changed course and became a songwriter. Huh? Tell me what, yeah. what the backstory is there. Yeah, I um I grew up playing baseball. I my parents and grandparents were very uh serious about us being well rounded. So like they had us in music and singing and choirs, but I wasn't super into it. Right. Uh, yeah, I was playing baseball and had to quit when I was probably, I guess, like a sophomore, junior in high school for some health reasons and then needed something else to just completely dive into. Right. Because uh, I was pretty serious about it. And I just, it what was position you play. I was, I played third base, but I mostly pitched. I couldn't really hit very well. So I pitched more than anything. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could throw pretty hard. So that, that helped. Uh, but yeah. And then I, I needed something to dive into and that was guitar. Right. Um, and I just, I learning it and I started taking lessons and became obsessed with it. I mean, that's, I just stayed in my room all day playing guitar. Right. Um, the songwriting didn't really come till a few years later when I was in college. Um, and you know, I kind of tell people like guitar was definitely my first music love and, but songwriting is going to be the lasting one, I think. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, um, so how, how does one come about the idea that or the realization that you can write songs? Cause to me, it's like magic. Oh, it was a lot of trial and error. I just like, I played in uh, bands when I was in high school, but it was mostly just kind of writing filler lyrics to get to the next uh, guitar solo. Right. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I got into the writing and got into listening to songwriters in the same way that I'd gotten into listening to guitar players. 
Um, and I didn't really try to write a song for a while. And then I wrote a couple and threw them out. Um, and just to kind of try my hand at it. And then after about 50, maybe or more than that, I finally was like, man, this is pretty good. I'd listen to this. And yeah. even that one is probably in the trash bin somewhere. But yeah. um, I was like, man, maybe I do know how to do this. And honestly, for the first couple of years, it was just, I really just enjoyed the therapeutic act of writing mm-hmm. um, and got lucky with some good songs here and there. Um, and then eventually I was like, oh no, I, I think I know how to do this. And it's mostly just from listening and it, it 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 was a long process for sure, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, I know, I think I know how to do this." Right. So when you're At listening least. to other songwriters with the idea in the back of your head that you want to be a songwriter yourself, yeah. what are you listening for? Are you listening for chord changes, for lyrical things, or what? What kind of what, what's what kind of connects with you? M- lyrics for me is yeah. the biggest thing. Lyrics and melody. Um, melody is a little bit more kind of. Uh, I, I don't know what the word would be just uh, something that I like kind of uh, fake. I don't know what the word would be, but just something that I, I kind of just like happen upon. Right. Um, and I do work on melody, but lyrics for me are just ly- rhyme and meter just um, and not being cliche are the big <laughs> things that I listen for. And I, I kind of really got into, and I think early on, I was like, Oh, you know, songs can have some deep meaning to them beyond just, you know, easy listening. And that, right. that hooked, that hooked me for sure. And speaking of deep meaning, I know you have a degree in political science. So does that enter into the, 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 the thing at all? It, it does. It does nothing on the record, really. Um, I think, uh, it, it does. Uh, I mean, I read a lot when I was doing that, uh, degree right. and, and it helped. And I think a lot of time I write, if I'm angry, about something politically i'll write it and it normally doesn't see the light of day but it, it's a good exercise and i'm sure they'll there'll be some political song at some point and uh yeah i mean I I, the, some... only, the only political thing i could kind of pick out of your lyric was on a whole lot to tomorrow you kind of have a, a off a mention of being still in iraq <laughs> yeah yeah there's a little bit there it's snuck in there in a in a, in a otherwise relatively happy song <laughs> right so the album opens up with a tune called Late November, which you've done a little video for. Uh, why is that at the front of the record? Tell me a little bit about the song itself, if you don't mind. I think I have a buddy lives in Tulsa. Maybe I can see you there next year. It seems the leaves are falling, so you won't be here for long. Darling, late November's coming on. Yeah, late November, I wrote, um, it was, I guess, 2021. And I took a road trip, a solo road trip back down to my home state of Texas um, to see some family that um, we were kind of, there was a lull in COVID and like they hadn't seen some people in a while. And I had, I was able to, you know, make sure I, you know, did all the proper things to make sure I could see him to go down and see them. And then I also was thinking about moving back down there and I ride a lot on the road and late November really came from being on the road and seeing that, um, seeing that part of the country that I hadn't seen in a long time and kind of the big sky, wide open, wide open uh, spaces type thing. And, um, I just conjured up a bunch of images in my mind that I hadn't had in a while. So that's really where it came out of. And I started writing, started writing it probably the first verse and um a little bit of the chorus kind of just the tagline the late november part yep and i it was kind of like oh this is something i don't want to mess up i, I need to make sure I, I write this well right um 
And uh, so when you say you don't want to mess it up, do you kind of you have people around you that you bounce these things off of and go, How, how's this going? Where do you think it should go next? I do to a degree. Um, I can be kind of stubborn. Um, I, t- I send it to, uh, I've always sent it stuff to my brothers because uh, they're both musical. Right. Uh, I send some, some, some stuff to my, uh, to my girlfriend now. And it's mostly just kind of like, yes or no, is this good or bad? <laughs> and the kind of like, yeah. and then from there, I, I still keep the creative part of it to myself. I just kind of, I, I, I do need feedback and they're great for it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you mentioned uh, your family and you kind of had a musical family and you also had quite a, it sounds like a bit of a religious uh, environment growing up that was partially musical as well. And there yeah. seems to be a bit of religious imagery scattered throughout the lyrics, like through something in the water. So yeah. uh, is that something you're thinking about or is it just kind of I, into you? Yeah, Jesus loves the sinner. Rich man loves the saint. There's something in the water I think I'm about to faint I need a little air now I need a little time To contemplate the difference Between holiness and lying <laughs> It's baked into me. I When I was doing the demos for the, uh, for the record, I was listening back. I'm like, I have so many religious references in these songs, and I hadn't realized it until i listened to it listened to him all the way through um it's it's baked in it really is it's it's something i can't i can't get rid of um you know it's uh which i'm thankful for you know there's there's a lot of good uh, imagery in the bible <laughs> you know there's a lot of stories i think it helps it helps with the writing a little bit now one song that i wanted to touch on was no reason or right which sounds kind of fascinating. It sounds like it might have a, a true story behind it. Uh, something about a letter being written, found in yeah. 1903. So. I found an old letter in a locked old box in a white and weathered ship. Signed JS 1903, and this is what it said. I have no right to write you now. You have no reason to care. Twenty-five years on the Pocono line is great most on my hair. I got a kid in Cincinnati and another's on the coast. After all these years of laying down ties, you're the one I miss the most. Yeah, I mean, that one is uh, honestly was just a story that I kind of, um, I think I, 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 uh, was probably I think I was talking to an older gentleman at a at a show or a bar somewhere and he's just talking about life and um and that's kind of where the other song silly silly little things came out of but uh uh-huh. I wrote no reason to write around the same time and it was just kind of thinking about life from someone else's perspective and um I had the idea of like the uh of the couple in that song for a long time right but it didn't it didn't feel um it didn't feel uh, authentic to me, I guess. So the way I was able to write myself into the song was being someone who's finding letters of them talking to each other as right. opposed to just being the two characters. Are you much of a letter writer yourself? Uh, I do. I, I don't really mail letters, but I, I'm very much <laughs> a write, write letters and then drop them off to somebody type of person. <laughs> All right. 
And, yeah. and I, I, I was just trying to reconnect myself with uh, it's the baseball season just started. And I, yeah. I have does major league app on my phone now. And I like yeah. the Yankees were on this morning. So yeah. are you, are you, you still follow baseball quite a bit? I do. I'm a Texas Rangers fan through and there through. You go. Yeah. I've, I have been since I was a kid. Uh, I remember going to a game and yeah, I was just hooked on them. Um, been a bad <laughs> few years though, recently. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear. I, see, I have I lost connection <laughs> here in New Zealand. The big game is rugby, which yeah. uh, when I when I moved here, I was working for the TV station here, so I edited a lot of the rugby games. I had no, no. idea what they were doing. <laughs> you know, I was no. it went for 40 minutes without a break, without a commercial break. I was like, how can you do that? But you it's know, entertaining it, though. It's an entertaining yeah, it's a great game. So, but getting back to the baseball has is, is been a bit of fun uh, these days, yeah. and the game has changed quite a bit. I know they're speeding it up and shifting things around. Uh, they know. are, they are. It's a uh, it's different game from what I grew up playing. But, uh, I mean, still the same game, but I think it'll be good for it. We'll see. You know, I don't, I don't uh, pretend to be a uh, an expert on it, but it's fun to watch. It's it's making the game shorter, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody does. Now you got a couple of gigs coming up starting uh, like tomorrow, right, or tonight? Yeah, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm at. Um, uh d's lounge here in madison tennessee for my album release full band show um i got a buddy of mine daniel parker opening and uh it's a it's gonna be a fun time i'm excited for it. i think we'll probably get through the whole record uh and uh and then friday uh wmot's finally friday they do a show at third and lindsley here in nashville mm -hmm. um every friday and yeah so it'll be it's gonna be a busy weekend so you got a full band that you tour with uh no no i um uh, the guy, the folks who are playing on the record, um, or on the album tomorrow are actually the guys who played on the record. I'm oh, really good. excited about that. That's I'm really pretty excited cool. about that. Yeah. Um, and then when I, I'm hitting the road in April, uh, middle of April and I'm just going solo, it should be, should be a fun time. Uh, right. A little solo tour. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to note, I, I like the piano playing on your record. He's a guy named, was it da uh, Dave, Dane Bryant, Bryant. Dane Bryant. Yeah. He's yeah. fantastic. I mean, it was, that's another one where they were. Uh, it was great having Will there because he had he was hearing piano all over the record, and I never would have I never would have done that. And yep, it was all for the better having Dane on there. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I know. We'll take us to the last tune on the record, uh, silly little thing. He's all over that, and it, is, it's yeah. interesting. I always find it fascinating that folks who are so young are always writing about aging and death and nostalgia yeah. and all that. Yeah, and it, it goes way back. I mean, if you listen to the early Paul McCartney songs when he was 22 yeah. he was writing yesterday so uh, yeah. what do you think it is that uh, being that age is makes you want to think about being 65 or older looking back now I'd have thought I'd left this town find myself and never settled down the kids they come on quickly and now I'm pushing 60 watching Barney with the grandkids playing cards when they go down. Yeah, I think it's um I don't know. I I hope to make it to 65 and beyond. <laughs> you know, I think it's yeah. more just a wanting to be there and being able to look back at life. And I, you know, I think there's something very valuable in a in a long life and and having a lot of things to look back on. And you know, in reality, I'm 25, so I'm pretending when I write these songs. Sure, I guess, well, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I'd like, I, I like talking to older folks and, um, you know, getting their perspective on things. And my dad doesn't like it. My dad's 64, and he said 65 isn't old. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, Dad. You're right. 
Yeah, I think 64 is the new 44. So there you go. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I think there's a lot to draw on um, uh, character wise when, when the character in the story or in the song is a little bit older. Right, right, right. All righty. So it's all pretty exciting. Uh, The record's out in a couple of days and hopefully you you make your way down to this part of the world because I think you'd, you'd go over just fine. So but I hope so. A lot of, so. A lot of road to, to travel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd love to get down there at some point. All righty. Well, good luck with everything. And thank you for taking time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. 